Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the October edition of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program. This is the only monthly compliance program focusing on a different subject, taking a deep dive so that it will help you have a more effective compliance program. This month, I will be talking about One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures. But first, a word from this month's sponsor, the Volkoff Law Group. Hi, I'm Mike Volkoff of the Volkoff Law Group and proud sponsor of this month's podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested in the company, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. The Volkoff Law Group specializes in corporate compliance, internal investigations, and white-collar defense. We are your partners in our joint mission of building an effective ethical culture for your company. Our 10 years experience shows that business cultures can change. We are committed to work with you to achieve an ethical culture in your company. We address your company's anti-corruption, antitrust, trade and sanctions, anti-money laundering, and other regulatory and legal risks. We do this through practical guidance that your company can easily implement. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our new podcast series of the same name. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals. Thank you, Michael. In this month's series, we will take a look at the role of compliance in mergers and acquisitions, the role of compliance in joint ventures, in joint venture agreements, distributorships, franchises, teaming agreements, partnerships, as well as other types of business relationships. At the end of October, you have an excellent grounding in what you need to do for a business venture under the FCPA. My one-month series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program running through 2017 is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 13, Compliance Terms and Conditions in Joint Venture Agreements. Numerous U.S. companies have come to FCPA Greece grief for their overseas joint ventures, and it continues to be a bane for many companies under the Act. There are several basic compliance terms and conditions which should be considered for any foreign joint venture to help U.S. companies manage these compliance risks. As a starting point, it is important to have compliance terms and conditions. <clears throat> there are multiple reasons for doing so. To set expectations between the parties. Obviously, having an appropriate set of compliance terms and conditions can tell both sides what's going to be expected of them, both legally and also values-wise. Two, to demonstrate the seriousness of the issue to the non-U.S. joint venture partner, whether that be state-owned enterprise or a part of a foreign government. And three, 
to provide a financial incentive to do business in a compliant manner. So I'm going to list some of the positions, excuse me, provisions I believe you should include in your joint venture agreement. Number one, prohibition of all forms of bribery and corruption. Many foreign joint venture partners may not understand that the FCPA applies to them if they partner in a business relationship with a U.S. company. Further, they do not understand that they may be foreign officials under the, they may be government officials as defined by the FCPA. This must all be spelled out for them, so you should have the language regarding the following. Prohibition of all forms of bribery and corruption. Affirmation of FCPA compliance, which should be in writing. It should be um, that the company has met the tenets of the FCPA. Finally, an agreement to comply with local laws and customs regarding anti-bribery. Number two, right to cancel and recoupment rights. This should include the right to cancel a contract if there is a compliance violation or breach of contract because it allows you maximum flexibility. Withhold any payments due if such actions occur. Allow for disgorgement of any monies previously paid under the agreement if these actions occur. And then finally, take any other actions you deem appropriate. Number three, you need to spell out all of the duties that you might have. Uh, This should include that any agent has a continuing duty to adhere to training and due diligence requirements, ongoing due diligence requirements, duty to report changes in ownership structures of any non-U.S. partner, a requirement that the joint venture will follow generally accepting accounting or gap principles and and conduct an audit by an agreed-upon independent accounting firm, prohibit creation of any funds without the approval of the joint venture's governing body, a supermajority Uh, may be appropriate here. If a foreign joint venture partner has day-to-day management operations, require dual signatures for checks or ETF withdrawals from joint venture bank accounts, require that the joint venture conduct extensive due diligence on any agents, consultants, or third parties retained by the joint venture, and require the implementation of a code of business conduct by the joint venture. I know I mentioned... uh, auditing a little bit earlier, but I want to highlight that. This is an important tool in your FCPA risk management profile around joint ventures. It must be included in any joint venture agreement your company may enter into, the governing documents. In addition to putting your non-U.S. partner on notice that you're not simply willing to look the other way once the agreement is signed, it is an active acknowledgement that there will be ongoing transactional due diligence during the term of the joint venture agreement. If any illegal payments are made or discovered, the U.S. company should retain full access to the audit trail, which it can then turn over to the proper authorities. Additionally, the joint venture should have a right to audit any agent for which it may use. Of course, if you have audit rights, you better exercise them. The same calculus is true for termination rights. If you have a good faith belief that your non-U.S. partner has violated the FCPA, you you better exercise that right to terminate. If you do not do so, your U.S. company will probably be in more hot water with the Department of Justice. Number five, prohibited parties. The JV will not deal with U.S.-designated prohibited parties or prohibited countries. Number six, certifications. 
You should specify that the foreign partners will annually and personally certify that they have not violated the FCPA on any matter relating to the joint venture, are aware of no FCPA violations by the joint venture, which they have not previously reported, and have received and understood annual FCPA training. Finally, another area that is problematic is how to make payments. Some of the compliance tools here I would suggest are always try to make your wire payments via wire transfer, no large upfront payments unless designated uh, for legitimate startup expenses, pay only to the named company, i.e. the joint venture, not unknown third parties. You can pay in local currency or you can pay in U.S. dollars. Whatever you choose, the key is consistency in who you are paying and your documentation or how you're paying in your documentation. Pay the country's agents, um, the joint ventures agents, in the country of residence, their country of residence or where the work is done. And then finally, require justification for payment for many agents. Of course, all of these steps should be taken only after extensive due diligence has been completed. After the contract is signed, your company will have to work just as hard to complete the keep the compliance program for the, the joint venture, robust and meaningful. However, with these terms and conditions in place, you will at least have a chance to maintain your FCPA obligations and to manage the risk that is involved when working with non-U.S. companies. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, failure to secure appropriate compliance terms and conditions in a joint venture agreement can cause great FCPA risk for a company. Two, certifications are important rights to obtain and follow up on. And three, audit rights must be secured, and equally importantly, audit rights must be exercised. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed Day 13 of one month more effective compliance for business ventures, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 14. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures, and I hope you will join me again. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate the podcast as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only daily podcast which will bring you a more effective compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Once again, thanks to this month's sponsor, Mike Volkoff at the Volkoff Law Group. The podcast series, One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Please join us again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.